the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we have more details on the uh, explosion of gunfire in the wee hours of Saturday morning in the short north. And the more details we get, the more aware we become of just how fortunate the people who were in that crossfire were to not be killed. Uh, That is where we begin a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to be with you today. We will be talking today about the uh, intersection of sports and cancel culture and news and do we always have to react to quote-unquote shocking events in the way that we have become conditioned to act to them and if we would react differently might we have a different and dare I say better culture but before we get to that let's talk about what happened in the short north just after midnight in the wee hours of Saturday morning a press conference yesterday afternoon uh, at which uh, Mayor Andrew Ginther um, did what he does, postures and pontificates about what a great leader he is. Uh, we learned in this press conference that we had 10 people shot. 10. Not shot at, but actually suffered gunshot wounds in three different shootings in the short north, all within... Mm, couple hours of each other 2 to 2 a.m. ish to 4 a.m. ish 10 shot none killed Whew, wipe your brow over that one particularly since police were tending to a fight on one side of north high street where a woman was pulling another woman's hair when gunfire broke out across the street and we don't have a final rendering on this yet but it certainly appears that gunfire broke out across the street at the police officers who were trying to break up the fight. Some of the details remain sketchy because the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, uh, BCI as they are often known, is leading the investigation into the matter as they do whenever a Columbus police officer fires their weapon. And BCI does not release details piecemeal. They will release the details when the entire investigation is complete. But one of the most eye-opening things is that we were not given very many details at all on Sunday or even Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or Sunday night or Monday morning. Not until yesterday afternoon did we know the now less sensational truth, because if it's not told in the beginning when people are talking about an event, there are always more events that happen thus obscuring the significance of the original event. And you can decide whether that is a purposeful delay by Columbus police in saying, oh yeah, 10 people were shot and we recovered 11 guns. You can decide if that was accidental or purposeful. 
I'll allow Columbus Police Chief Elaine Bryant to explain the delay. Then you can pick what you believe and who you believe. Because you had people leaving the scene, showing up at hospitals, walk-ins, and we had to make a determination whether they were tied to the scene or not, which took time. Not only was that scene chaotic, but we also had to attend to two other uh, incidents that were occurring within a hour, two-hour period. So it took additional time to be able to get that information. And what we want to do is make sure that we were reporting as accurately as possible. I'll finish the rest of her sentence. Okay. If you want to believe that, okay. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I don't. I am saying 36 hours seems like an awfully long time to figure out that 10 people were shot and 11 guns were recovered. But maybe Andy Ginther had a tea time at OSU Scarlet, and he couldn't get off the golf course before yesterday afternoon to stand up and say what he often says, which is, I'm a great mayor, and none of what is going on here is my fault. Get out of our way. Let us lead (laughs) at the local level to enact basic common sense gun safety legislation. We know what we need to do. We have done it before. Yeah. Get out of our way. Just let me lead. Do everything my way. We've done it before. They have done it before. Try to take your guns away from you, law-abiding citizens of the city of Columbus. The problem is uh, the attempt by Columbus City Council and Mayor Andrew Ginther to restrict your access to firearms and to require you to store them in a certain way has been ruled unconstitutional by a Delaware County Common Pleas Court judge. I call it fair game because, hey, there's a Hamilton County Common Pleas Court judge whose injunction is allowing the bloodthirsty abortionist to continue to suck the brains out of kids in the womb. It's not a fair trade-off, but it seems at least a bit of tit-for-tat that a Delaware County judge tells Andrew Ginther and Columbus City Council that, no, you can't violate the Second Amendment. Andy would like for you to get out of the way and let him lead. Right into the tyranny of having him decide who can have guns, what kind of guns you can have, and what kind of things you can put on guns. I saw a meme today. I'm not a big meme guy on the Internet, but it was a pretty effective, thought-provoking meme. And the meme was that If we want to end drunk driving victims, like if you want to stop the victims of drunk driving, you'd like to have there never be any more victims of drunk driving, then we should not allow anyone who is sober to drive. I mean, think about it. If you let only drunk people drive, there would no longer be any innocent victims of drunk driving because everybody who'd be driving would be drunk. And if you're driving drunk and you get hurt, well, should have seen that coming. Should have factored in the possibility. Now, that is, of course, a ridiculous way to attack the problem of drunk driving. But it is not any different than attacking the problem of too many people shooting too many other people by taking guns away from legal gun owners who only have a gun to protect themselves from people who want to shoot them. It is the same thing. They are soberly using their guns to defend themselves when they are accosted or attacked. And yet, 
Andrew Ginther and other Democratic politicians want to take guns away. The stats on guns, by the way, demonstrate the futility of the take guns away from people argument. We have more guns in this country than we have people. Okay? You are never going to be able to get those guns away. And the shrill protest to AR-15s. Oh, we got to get the AR-15. Semi-automatic weapon. We got to get the AR. A semi-automatic weapon is a weapon that if you squeeze the trigger once, one bullet fires. All the preening and posing about AR-15s never addresses the problem of semi-automatic handguns, which, like an AR-15, fire around every time the trigger is squeezed. And those handguns are responsible for the vast majority of gun murders in this country. Never brought up. Not a sexy enough thing to try to attack. So anyway, 10 people shot, all of them age 18 to 27. One of them was uh, a woman who did not give her name to WSYX6, said she was leaving a bar on High Street, minding her own business, when she heard gunshots. She tried to get away, got in the car, probably thought, that was close. Then a bullet came through the windshield and struck her. I believe in the shoulder. She said, me being shot is really traumatizing. Any loud noise, I'll jump. I can't sleep. Well, that's understandable. And it is sad that we have areas of the city where you cannot go and have not just a reasonable, but a certain, uh, not just a reasonable expectation, but a certainty that you won't be shot. I know the city likes to hold up the short north as a great representation of what Columbus is capable of. And it is. The short north used to be an epic disaster. It used to be a place that was uh, not a place anyone would want to visit. They have since made it into a place that has a lot of things that would attract a certain clientele. doesn't have to be appeal to me to be worthwhile to the community. But because our city has been led for, I've lost track, two decades plus of Democratic leadership, Democratic mayors, we have now seen what used to be a great city devolve into a city where you're not even safe Driving on the interstate through downtown, you're not even safe. You don't have a a reasonable expectation of safety driving in your own car, bothering no one through our downtown interstate highways. You don't have that expectation. And so, buyer beware. Know that wherever you go in this city, if the address is a Columbus address, you can be shot. Not a long shot, you just may be shot, because that is the city that we have, thanks to the administration and leadership that we have. Those of you listening in the western Ohio area, the Dayton area, um, you may have the day off from school today. If you go to Fairmont High School, they're closed at Fairmont today because they uh, found a threat to the Fairmont High School on social media sometime on Monday. And so they closed schools and they began doing a uh, forensic investigation. And they have arrested a student at Fairmont High School. 
And now all school activities regularly scheduled for the afternoon. Uh, The Firebirds will be back on the field, on the track, and whatever else they're doing this afternoon. Uh, So this is, I don't know if it's related to, but they had an incident at Fairmont uh, recently, in the last week or so, where uh, two students who are part of the LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ uh, community uh, were chosen as prom king and queen. This uh, elicited, shall we say, outrage from people who felt like that was not an appropriate allowance by the school. And uh, some idiot, a Beaver Creek man, uh, phoned in a threat to the school against the LGBTQ plus community, and he was arrested, and he should have been arrested. But this is an interesting uh, cultural phenomenon to me. I'm glad everybody at Fairmont's okay. And I do not, of course, sanction the use of slurs or whatever. And you say, well, you're, you, know, you mock the alphabet mafia. That's a slur. You know, maybe it is. Maybe I should uh, give some thought to that. But I think it is an accurate term for the way that they respond. And I will give you the latest instance that supports my viewpoint. Uh, Monday afternoon, which is yesterday afternoon, uh, University of, well, West Virginia University basketball coach Bob Huggins, who's coached at the University of Akron, coached at Kansas State, coached at Cincinnati for a long time. Uh, was minding his own business, Bob Huggins, minding his own business, doing whatever he does in Morgantown, West Virginia, or wherever he was, when his cell phone rang. And he picked up his cell phone because I'm sure the number on the phone probably showed that this uh, call was coming from Cincinnati radio host Bill Cunningham. Uh, Bill Cunningham is, as he bills himself, the great American. Uh, I've had Willie on my shows before. Uh, He is a, a funny guy, a talented guy. He plays a character on the radio, and a lot of people enjoy his show. And one of the features of his show is this thing that they call the Stooge Report, where Cunningham has his sports guy come in, and they talk sports, and they do banter back and forth for about 20 minutes. Well, one of the features of the Stooge Report periodically is that they'll mention a random name of someone who comes up in their conversation. I don't think it's planned. It may be planned, but it doesn't come off as planned, which means it's a you know good bit of radio shtick. And when that person's name is uttered, whoever it is, former Red, former Bengal, current Bengal, current Red, coach, high school coach, whatever, Cunningham will, on the apparent spur of the moment, call the person on his phone. So I do not think the appearance on the show is scheduled. It's kind of an ambush interview, but there are rules in radio that you can't put someone on the radio without telling them. So typically the person will answer and go, what do you want? What are you doing? And Cunningham will say right off the top, you're on the air, blah, 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 blah. So he's issued, he's satisfied the requisite FCC rules. So they did this with Hugs the other day, Huggins. And they start joking with Huggins back and forth. And Cunningham commends Huggins on all the guys that he's signed, transferring from other universities. And Cunningham, who's a Xavier graduate, Xavier is a crosstown rival of the University of Cincinnati. 
Cunningham asked Huggins, have you signed anybody from Xavier in the transfer portal? And Huggins said, knowing that Cunningham is a Xavier grad, knowing that Cunningham is a Catholic, Catholics don't do that. And then Huggins revisited an incident where uh, Xavier students threw um, rubber penises on the floor during a game between Cincinnati and Xavier when he was coaching there. Anyway, in the course of this conversation, Huggins makes a disparaging remark about Catholics and uses a gay slur that rhymes with the word drag, okay? So now, of course, Huggins has used this term on the air. In fact, he used it twice. And you could tell there was a nervousness among the the radio guys as this came up. And, of course, this blew up. Bob Huggins said a gay slur on the air, blah, 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 blah. And Huggins has issued the requisite groveling apology and said all the things that you should say but are never good enough once you say something like this. During the conversation, I used a completely insensitive and abhorrent phrase that there is simply no excuse for, and I won't try to make one here. I deeply apologize to the individuals I've offended, as well as Xavier University, but blah, blah, blah. you get it, right? I'm ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I've heard I must do better, and I will. Well, I'm not sure he will. I'm not sure he will do better because I'm not sure he'll be given the chance to do better because I'm very sure the mob, the LGBTQ mob, the alphabet mafia, aptly named because they live to it every day, will not rest until Bob Huggins loses his job. And here's my point on this. We also have today another sports story of a Buffalo Bills punter. Well, he's not a Buffalo Bills punter. He's a former Buffalo Bills punter. Why is he a former Buffalo Bills punter? Because the Bills cut him last year when he was accused of participating in the gang rape of a minor while the punter was attending San Diego State University. But a recently released transcript of a meeting between the accuser the quote-unquote victim of the gang rape. And the prosecutors in the case has proven that the Buffalo Bills punter, the ex-Buffalo Bills punter, who was cut because of this allegation, that he not only did not participate in the alleged rape, he was not even at the place where the alleged rape occurred. And yet he lost his livelihood because he was smeared by this accuser. Now, You will hear all about the Bob Huggins story today and in coming days. Will you ever hear the name of the accuser in this case who did everything she could in wonderful democratic fashion to end the career and ruin the life of someone who was not even involved in what she either actually suffered or made up in her own mind? We're going to talk about the juxtaposition of these two stories and what it says about our culture if we allow it to define our culture. Next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.